And number two, people see his success with his show, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and they're like, I have to do seven days a week too. And what ends up happening is they do seven days a week for two weeks and they burn out and they never come back, right? You need to find the rhythm that works for you. The number one motivational speaker under 40 in the world. We've got one billion views. Welcome back to the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Graziano, and I'm so excited to be here with somebody who I just went on the podcast of. In fact, he's got one of the biggest podcasts in the world. He's been doing this since 2010, and apparently podcasting, he's going to share with us, has been out many more years before that, but he, he was one of the innovative people who bought podcasting to such a public space so that people like you could host a podcast too, and today, we are going to dive into a lot around how to create a top level podcast in the same way that Pat has helped the likes of Tim Ferriss. He's helped the likes of, I mean, you're going to hear the names. The names today are going to blow your mind. Pat is an innovative creator. He's a serial entrepreneur, a father, a husband, first and foremost. He is a lover of dogs and back to the future movie. That's so good. I absolutely love that. Host of the Smart Passive Income podcast. One of my favorite quotes from Pat, I turn dreamers into achievers. Yeah, I love that. As you know, top business podcast in the world, 70 million plus downloads. I mean, you, you can't even compete with these numbers. This is like unbelievable. It's what we all dream of. He is impacting so many lives with the guests he has on the show. I'm so blessed to have just been on. You guys will be able to go and see that. He's a best-selling author, YouTuber, inventor from San Diego. Welcome to the show, Pat I need you to do all my intros. Can you do that for me? I should do it on your podcast. I should introduce you. You should on one your... time. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a really cool. That... Oh my god! Thank you for coming on my show. By the way, you were just Aww. so generous in your wisdom, and now all in a book that people can get. If you haven't gotten it, you need to get it. Um, thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful of you to say. And you know, you being here, right? Before we started, it was really funny. So Pat and I were like dancing as though we were in a music video. We were just like jamming. And then you were explaining to me how you podcast all day. You do this yeah. all day and you took singing lessons? Yeah, I did take singing lessons. I knew you were going to bring this up. And <laughs> we're just going to start the show talking about how I took singing lessons. So I don't sing very well, but I do use my voice a lot, obviously. And now I do video as well. And I started noticing, especially when I went to conferences, I know you go to conferences, you speak on stage. Mm -hmm. And of course, at the conferences, you're in the back rooms talking to people yeah. and all that stuff all day. If you lose your voice and you're a podcaster, you're kind of screwed. Right. Wow. And I started to lose my voice. So I was like, what can I do to, uh, you know, train that muscle? I've never like trained that muscle before. And a friend of mine was like, you should do singing lessons. And I was like, don't they just have voice coaching? And they're like, yeah, it's called singing lessons. So I actually hired a coach. Her name's Carrie. She's in Australia. And we did singing lessons over <laughs> Skype which was super fun. This is the coolest thing ever. So you didn't just find someone in like LA, San Diego. You went to Australia. I went to Australia. Actually, I went to Twitter and then she stepped up and was like, I'd love to help you. And she was like, but I'm in Australia. Is that a problem? And I was like, is it? And she's like, no, we could do it over Skype. And we did. So I did that for a year and it really helped. Not just mm. with endurance, but my sort of pronunciation and so projection. Mm -hmm. And now I can go eight hours talking with no problems whatsoever because most people, when they use their voice, especially for something like a show, they're using a part of their voice that they don't normally use when they're normally mm -hmm. talking. Mm -hmm. So I had to train that part, but now it's obviously worked out really well. And, it's beautiful. Uh, and you have a very 
powerful voice. Like, you know, you, you use it very well. And it's all, I have noticed actually that's true. Every time I've spoken to you, it's always in a great place and you do this all day. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, voice the, over artist in the making. And the byproduct is I, I can actually sing a little bit now. Mm. Um, and that makes my Filipino ancestors very happy. I love that. You're part Filipino? I'm half Filipino. That's so cool. Quarter Irish, which is where the fling comes from. Eighth mm -hmm. Russian and the eighth Polish. So We have so much in common because I'm, um, well, the Russian part, Russian Jewish. Are you, no, you're not Jewish too? No. So you're, so I'm a mix of five places, Italian, Greek, Lebanese, and then Russian We're Jewish. We're just a melting pot of I know. awesome parts of the world. Awesome parts of the world. I love the Filipino in there. That's super juicy. How fun. I always say cocktails of heritage are the coolest. It's yeah. like, you know, and actually when you do 23andMe, you find out you're from the craziest parts of the world. Like, oh my God, no way, I'm, I'm from over there. <laughs> right. And like, that's really amazing. Oh, I'll tell you about a story when we go offline later about a friend of mine who just did a, a 23andMe test and found out who her real father was. What? But she was brought up with someone else. Did she know she was brought up with someone else? No. And she was, was 28 when she found out. It wow, that must have been a mind Absolutely, trip. now she has two dads. I mean, okay, we'll I, talk about that later. We have to talk about that. It's so good. Okay, let, podcasting. <laughs> right, you, you have on YouTube, when you type in, what is it? How to have... How to start a podcast. How to start a podcast. You're literally the number one video. I've had a tutorial since 2009 and I've updated it a few times and each time it has over a million views. Wow. We just we just did a brand new one. So it's fresh. It's like all the latest yeah. stuff. If you find it on YouTube, you, you'll find me and I'll walk you through everything you need to know. See, that is so cool. And someone's like, cool. So should I go watch it now? Yes, I'll put the link below. But you're going to get the one-to-one -one mentoring right now with Pat, where we're going to dive deeper. Oh yeah, we're going to go even deeper. Let's go so deep. Okay. I, I'll pretend to be someone, hey, my name's Alex and I have a really great business and I want to get more exposure for it. Why is the podcast good for me? Because it's going to allow you to scale intimacy with your audience. That's what I really love about podcasting. Like to a creator, to us as yeah. podcasters, we can create a piece of content and it gets distributed to hundreds, thousands, tens mm -hmm. of thousands of people in all these different places. But think about it from the listener's perspective. Literally, it's an earbud in their ear and it sounds like a one-to-one -one conversation. Mm. So when you approach your podcast as a one-to-one -one conversation with your audience, that audience member will think of you not just as a friend, but as somebody who could potentially change their lives. And I remember when I first started listening to podcasts in 2008, 2009, um, I like didn't know the host, but I felt like I know them, Ooh. right? And so if you want more clients, if you want more students in your business, mm -hmm. what better way than to get to know somebody or have them get to know you and trust you and you have your authority, right? I know you talk about that all the time. The podcast is the best way to do it. Plus, you don't have to get dressed. I mean, you shouldn't podcast without pants, but still. <laughs> I did this morning. <laughs> I was on Dr. Rob Birch's uh, podcast. He writes for Forbes and Entrepreneur. And I was sitting in my top, but we were so late to it that I, I was doing it top up with no. Oh, serious? You're just, okay. I thought you were just kidding. <laughs> no, legit. But he, no one saw. But right, right. Yeah, yeah, really uh, that's so funny. funny. But I mean, all that to say it's a lot easier than you know yeah, yeah, getting yeah, on yeah. a video and yeah, having yeah, to do all totally, the things, right? Totally. And it's all about story. And that, here's the other part about podcasting that's so great. When you think of uh, written content, like a blog, how long might a person read a blog post for? Like five, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Not very yeah. long. And they're skipping around. How long do you think the average person watches a single YouTube video for? Um, three seconds. Basically, right? It's like you, you got to hook them real good or else they're out. 
on average three to five minutes, you're doing really good actually. A person will listen to a podcast, and if you're watching or listening to this right now, think about your own podcast listening behavior. Okay. You're going to listen to a show for 30 minutes, 60 yeah. minutes, yeah. two hours sometimes, yeah. and then you binge and listen to the rest of them. Imagine how many minutes slash hours you now have discussing with your potential client or your, you know, your message mm. being out there and you showing up in a person's life where no other content can. Right, it's in the car while a person's driving. I hope you're not watching videos while driving, yeah, uh, or at the gym pumping iron or whatever, on a walk or even on a plane because you download these episodes ahead of time or what have you. Podcasting is the most powerful piece of content in the platform uh, in the world that you can create, and this is why I teach people how to do it. I love it. Okay, that answered our thank you, Alex. Our Alex, yeah, that was our Alex. Okay, let's <laughs> let's dive in for another. So, when I started my podcast. I did the craziest thing. So I did it the complete reverse way. So I filmed 150 to 200, I don't know how many specifically, but it was over 150 and somewhere near 200 videos where they were pre-recorded with top experts and stars all over the world. And we did it only on Zoom. Mm. And I literally, you know, got myself a mic, recorded and just did these great chats, you know, online chats and we posted them small clippets of them, eight minutes to my Instagram. It got such a great hype that then I got approached to do a, a you know, full-blown podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I have hours and hours and hours of footage to post. So I had got it all in the bank before I started all this amazing footage. And then I was able to go live and upload the content. So that's why when I say to people, when, when people are, you know, they, they want to, recommend guests to be on my show, we aren't joking when there's a reply that's, you know, sent to them from one of my teams saying, she's genuinely booked up until like mid 2023 because yeah. we haven't got through all these shows, but that's a really different way that I did it. How did you start? Like, what was your first thing you did? Did you, I want to hear from the equipment to the, how did you know who to film? How did you know the title? Oh, sure. Well, the title was matching my brand. So that mm -hmm. made it a little bit easier, but you don't have to do that. There's a lot of people, like I've helped people like uh, Amy Porterfield, right? She has her brand name, it's Amy Porterfield, but she also has the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. It's really, what is your audience gonna resonate with? Mm -hmm. And with a podcast, it's the artwork and the title. That's the only thing you have to work with to yeah. capture a person's attention. So really pay attention to that. But back in 2008, I, I, I wanted to start a show. So I bought all the best equipment and I had it sitting there and I recorded my first episode and it was, it was terrible. And then I put it aside and I didn't touch it for another year. Whoa. Because I was just so scared. I was, first of all, I'm a perfectionist and I wanted it to be perfect and it definitely wasn't sounding perfect. Secondly, I was scared of what people were gonna say. I had a written blog that I was more comfortable with. Putting my voice out there was so different and so scary to me. But eventually I had a mentor who said, Pat, every day you are waiting to publish is a day that you're letting a person down who might benefit from your show. Mm. And I was like, wow, I'm getting really selfish with how I'm making these decisions. What's the best decision for my audience to post, even if it's bad, mm -hmm. because I know I can help them. So I decided that uh, in July of 2010, so this is a year and a half later oh after, gosh. like I had to take my microphone and be like, like just blow the dust, <laughs> dust. off. Um, but even then I recorded that episode knowing I was gonna do it. Yeah. And I re-recorded it again. The next time, I scripted out the first episode. Like I wrote every word and then I read it off and then I listened to it and I put myself to sleep. It was just so boring because I was just reading. And finally the fourth time I was just like, you know what? 
I'm just gonna put it out there and let the world do what it wants with it. And it was so scary, but you know, I, I, I ripped that Band-Aid off and, and I put it on uh, the, 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 the iTunes back, it was iTunes back to then before Apple Podcasts. And now 70 million downloads later, it's just taken off. If only I had started sooner. So you shouldn't be waiting if you have this idea and you know what? I've pivoted several times. You don't have to have it perfect. You can change the name of your show. You can change what the show is about, but nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna change in your life if you just keep doing the same thing you've been doing. How do you know what each week to post about? You know, like for someone like me, I know my branding, so like you said, it was mm -hmm. easier like that. I knew what I would put up. And for me, it was, I changed. At first it was just with guests and then I added in another show, which was, a solo episode of me talking about a particular topic, how to overcome fear, how to mm -hmm. overcome anxiety, how to better your life in X, Y, Z. And so how does someone else in your eyes find their niche of what to post on each episode? So there's, a, there's a few ways to go about it. I, if you have a gut feeling of a way that you can kind of make sure that what it is you're talking about aligns with your audience, cool, go with that. Mm -hmm. Write down a list of 25 different ideas and just kind of explore those. But the best way to do it, and this is my favorite way, is to remove the guesswork. If you don't know, find out. Mm -hmm. So go have conversations with your audience. Go into different groups and uh, meetings and conferences and just start talking to people. My favorite question in the world is, what are you struggling with right now? Mm. Or what's the number one challenge you have with blank? And then you start listening. And you don't just listen to find out what their problems are. You find out what language they're using to describe those problems. Because mm -hmm. when you relay that back on your show, in your email copy, on your sales page, then a person on the other end can go, wow, they know exactly what I'm going through. Wow, that is probably one of the biggest golden nuggets we've ever received on this show. I want wow. everyone to, that was so, I, I don't think you realize how powerful that is. I'm gonna write that below for someone. That is so, so powerful. Because now you're speaking a two-way dialogue to your audience. Yeah. So you're saying, what are you struggling with? I already know. So do you feel stuck? Do you feel in a rut? These are words they may have used to describe their problem. Right. Wow. There's a quote by a famous marketer, his name is Jay Abraham, who said, if you can describe the problem better than your target customer, yeah. they will automatically assume you have a solution. Wow. They're going to come to you because they're like, you get me, now help me, right? which is so cool. Actually, quick story. My wife, April, uh, she's a big fan of the Backstreet Boys. Actually, I, I talk about this story in my book, Superfans. Um, so huge fan of the Backstreet Boys and I'm a fan of NSYNC. I don't know how we ended up together, but we still did. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> like she is a massive super fan. She has bobbleheads and like action figures of the boys really? and stuff. Yeah, she's, she goes to the VIP events and whatnot. Anyway, um, I asked her like, how did you like become a fan of this band anyway? She told me this story when she was 15 years old Right? She had just broken up with her boyfriend and there was no Spotify or iTunes or, or any of that stuff back then. It was just the radio. Mm -hmm. And she said she heard a song on the radio at the time when she was in this time of her life after this breakup that she heard many times before, but this time it was different. And it was different because every lyric in this song was describing exactly what she was going through. Wow. And the name of that song was Quit Playing Games With My Heart by the Backstreet Boys, right? Quit playing games with my heart. That song, yes, we should do a duet sometime. <laughs> um, and that was like, oh my gosh, they know what I'm going through. So then that led to the album, to the concerts, to the bobbleheads and the, all the things because they matched the lyrics. So you have to match the lyrics that your audience will respond to. It's one thing to know what they're going through, but the next level is how 
do they describe it? Because you can give it back to them and they will come back to you after that. That is so powerful. I, I love this concept, this idea. So do you, how many shows do you put up a week? Let's go to that now. Someone's like, okay, I've got my concept. I've written them down, Pat. I'm gonna find and ask, do audience research. So I do that. We often send out emails, mm -hmm. right? And we'll send out an email or an Instagram post, right. a story, and I'll say something like, um, do you feel stuck in your life right now? Do you feel like you're going through this? Because I know what my audience would be going through. Do you feel like you want to manifest something huge, but you feel like you're stuck? What is going on? And then the response we get back from that will help me understand mm -hmm. who the audience is, right? And we do that with our audience market research. And social media is now used for, I believe, 75% of market research. Yeah, It's done via social media, something nuts. So on that note, now we know our audience. Mm -hmm. Now we know the, the episodes we're gonna put up. How often are we posting? Well, how often can you post? Mm. I had a friend, his name is John Lee Dumas. He posted seven days a week, but he is a madman, number one. <laughs> and number two, people see his success with his show, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and they're like, I have to do seven days a week too. And what ends up happening is they do seven days a week for two weeks and they burn out and they never come back, right? You need to find the rhythm that works for you, right? Interesting. You have your life, you have things happening, you have a certain amount of time, but you also have to commit as well. So you have to find a, a, a lovely balance in your life. And for me, when I started, it was once every other week. That's all I could afford. And I remember I went to a conference and at this conference, mind you, I was blogging three times a week, writing, and podcasting once every other week. I went to this conference and everybody couldn't stop talking about the podcast. It was like, oh, I love that story you told about this, or you know, I love that no show about this. Way. And I was wow. like, but what about my post about Facebook? And like, nobody's talking about that. So that in my head was like, wow, people remember these stories that I'm telling. Interesting. I need to flip it and do more podcasts. Mm -hmm. And that's when I sort of didn't just add on to everything, because that's when you experience burnout. I said, what can I say no to to make room for this? And that's when things really started hap happening and I went weekly and now I have two episodes per week and then another show called Ask Pat and I have, have six podcasts that I'm on now and I have 1700 episodes that I've recorded and I've just kind of gone gangbusters. Holy mouse. So how do you find time to do it or is this for you, you're all in because you know, obviously you're, you're doing courses from it. How do you, and then we're going to go to that piece after. So. Well, I'm also a husband and a father yeah. and those are massive priorities in my Absolutely. life, you know? And I see a lot of people get into business and they say, you know what, I'm gonna put those things aside for a little bit. And I don't want you to do that either, right? Relationships actually can support the business, not the other way, not always just the other way around. Um, when it comes to, uh, what was the question again? So how do you find time? Oh, how do you find oh, time? Oh no, I love that. Cause that, that means you're like so in, that happens to me all the time. I'm like, go off on a tangent. I'm, and I'm sorry. Like, no, no, I love tangents. Tangents are the coolest place because you know, you podcast all the time. It's where you get those really amazing stories That's from. That's true. You know? So, so I was going down this No, road. I love it. No, and, and, where, where do you find the time? Yeah. I, I, I make time for it because it is a priority, right? So the way that I do it, and this is again, my system, not necessarily one that would work for you. It's like a diet. My diet's gonna be different mm -hmm. than your diet where everybody is different. Yeah. But what works for me is Tuesday. Tuesday is my recording day. So wow. I wake up on a Tuesday and I know that that's my podcast recording day. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I just schedule all the things on that day mm -hmm. as much as I can. And I leave room for other things on other parts of the week. Wow. And what's really nice about this is I also practice what's called batch processing. So I don't just record. This was a mistake at first as well. I recorded one episode per week before. 
And then what happened was maybe I got sick or I just didn't feel like it one week and then I felt behind. And then you feel the weight or you're on that hamster wheel of content, which mm-hmm. we, which is a terrible place to be. Mm-hmm. But then I started doing batch processing where I would record two, three, four episodes on a Tuesday. So now if next Tuesday I'm not feeling it or I can't book the guests because they have to reschedule, I'm still at least consistently posting content. I didn't have 150 things like you did, but now I have, you know, I'm two or three months ahead at this point. That's powerful. And then do you preload those into your system and what system do you use, Anchor or? Sure, we use Buzzsprout because it's just super user-friendly and they allow you to do things like add, um, you can record a separate file for like, if you had an event coming up, for example, you could say, hey, everybody come to my event, here's the sales page. And you can put that into all of your episodes, even your past ones. It gets Ooh. inserted before or after your show. So anyway, they have some cool things like that. Buzzsprout, big shout out to them. Um, but but that's how I um, do that. And yes, I pre-schedule them all. So it's literally hands off. And I could go to you know, Disney World with the family and yet still things are going. And that's, you know, that's, automation is, is awesome. I love this. And okay, so now we know what to use. So someone who's like, what do I use? Buzzsprout. Let's talk about setup. How does somebody set it up? How much money do they realistically need to spend to set up a podcast? Sure, so I have a course. And so I want people who take my course to not spend a ton of extra money because anything with audio and if you add video on top of it, of course, that's like even more. I usually recommend for people who wanna do just a podcast, start with audio first and then start to add the video in later. Anyway, with the audio podcast, you just need a microphone. That's it. That's it. That's it. And a computer, obviously. But, you know, microphones, I mean, there's boxes and amplifiers and um, uh, de-essers and like all these other things Mm -hmm. you could buy. Like, don't even worry about that stuff right now. There's a mic that I recommend. It's it's called the Samson Q2U. It plugs in via USB, so you don't even need any of the other things. Samson Q2U, and it's like 50 bucks. Wow. That's it. Goodness me. So for 50 bucks you are able to get your own podcast. Yeah, because you can use GarageBand to edit. Yep. Or there's a app for you PC users called Audacity, um, which is I use free. Audacity great. for when I record for personalized, for I do none of my editing, but when I go into the homes of some of my stars and, and movie stars, I will record for them right after I leave them. So it's there within you know 12 hours, mm-hmm. their very own affirmation tape which is for them oh, with the work cool. we just did. And so I had to learn to do Audacity one day because my team wasn't available. Yes. And they were focused on my, my album we were recording for my one of my other meditations. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to learn this myself. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Audacity. That's and cool. so I only use it whenever I go to their homes and do it. And I still do it myself because I play my own music and I do it all the craziest mm-hmm. way. Like I use my phone. <laughs> playing the music while I'm speaking over and it's so simple like I it's you know if time. I can do it my point is you can do it <laughs> and if and you need help there's a I have a YouTube video to use those tools in. oh really yeah oh well when you when you go to this first video which is how to, how to start, a start a podcast which the link is below you're gonna go down the rabbit hole of Pat and you're gonna find you know all of his gems because this is, I mean, this is honestly my most commonly asked question when I'm coaching people in my mastermind of authority, accelerating your authority online. Week six is around podcasting. Yeah. 
And when we get there, it's people like, I want to do it. What do I do? So I, I really think I wish to have you as a guest one day speaking in there for sure. I would love to help out. Yeah. God, they'd love you. It'd be, be fantastic. Are you struggling to get your name and your brand out there in the world? Maybe you know how to earn the money, but like your name is just not growing online. Maybe your social media is staying stagnated. Maybe you're not getting into the press in the way that you know you deserve to get your irresistible story out there. If that sounds like you, maybe you're a six or seven entrepreneur and you are ready to go to the next level with your name, your brand in the world, I have just the thing for you. Right here below in this link is a free program that is gonna show you a step-by-step three-part guide into how to get more press, how to get on bigger stages, how to leverage that to get you onto bigger podcasts, get your name out there in the world, become a leading expert in your area, how to amplify your authority. Let me help you do that. Hit that link below and you'll get your three-part process delivered right to you. Okay, let's uh, let's dive in further. So now we've got the setup, mm-hmm. and we understand how much we need to spend for it. We know how often we need to post. What time do we post? What time do we post? I like to publish at twelve a.m. Literally in the morning. Yeah. West Coast time. That's three a.m. Eastern. Because what happens when you publish a podcast? It's not like YouTube where you upload a uh, video and then you press publish. You actually have to go through your host you upload it to your host, and your host is connected to Apple, Google, Spotify, all those places. Mm-hmm. So you just have to upload it once to your host, and then it just like gets Hooked distributed. Down. So what's the best time? So I like early morning, Yeah. because that way, it doesn't happen instantly, that's yeah. why. So that by the time people wake up, your episodes are now in their devices and all that stuff, I and everybody's ready that. to go, yeah. And intro, outro, do you do an intro, outro on yours? On a podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And you can make it as fancy as you want. You can hire a voiceover and make yeah. it interesting, but you don't want to also have it go too long because now the world today, everybody's very sort of the attention spans of people are getting much, much smaller. Yeah. So what do you do? So I have like a 15 to 20 second intro and I do something pretty unique in my intro. Actually, when I presented this idea to my mentors, when I started, they said it was a really dumb idea, but I did it anyway. Um, what is it? So that's a hook, right? What it just did. Yeah. Because now you're like, what is it? So make sure to include hooks in your podcast mm. like that, by the way. But what I did was I had my voiceover guy. His name is John Melly. He reads a quick five-second fun fact about me mm-hmm. in every episode. So the fact that I was a marching band nerd in school. I'm definitely afraid of spiders. I uh, am a Sagittarius. Like, things like that, right? And what's really interesting, well, those, like, my mentors were like, why would you do that? Me, I know the human-to-human connection is really important. Yes. And sometimes it's these run fun, random little facts about us that we connect with, right? When you go to an event and you meet somebody for the first time, what are those conversations like? Mm. Usually surface level. Where are you from? What do you do? Tell me about your business. But then the moment one of you finds out something about the other person, like maybe you both went to dance school or the same college or something, or you both have kids or you both enjoy Pokemon, you're immediately like their best friend. I love that. Right? So do that on your podcast. Show up a little bit. You don't have to talk about what you had for breakfast all the time. But what makes you you? Bring that out because nobody else is like you. Right? That's your advantage. And too many people are afraid to put them full, their full selves onto their show. And yes, it may push people out. But you know what? It's going to magnetically attract the right people I even better. I love that. The, right? Like authenticity, vulnerability. Exactly. Exactly. So that's really important. So a short intro for people who have never heard the show before, but not too long because people who are binge listening will have heard it plenty. 
And I actually start my episodes now with a hook from the middle of the episode. Yeah, so if I'm interviewing, that too. okay, cool. So you'll have already an example of that, but that way it's sort of like a Netflix thing where you're watching and you're like, what, what, what just happened? I need to listen all the way through. Totally, totally. Right? So oh my too. gosh, I love this. Well, we see how you're getting 77 million views right here. <laughs> Do you talk about it in your book, Superfans, about how to build a podcast? Yeah, uh, I don't talk in technical detail about that because I have the videos in the course about that. But mm. podcasting is one of the many ways that you could show up to build super fans and create a real connection with your audience. Super fans is about the idea that you don't need more fans or excuse me, you don't need more followers, subscribers, you need more fans. There, there was actually an article written in 2006 uh, or was it 2005 by a man named Kevin Kelly. Have you heard of a thousand true fans? Uh, yes, the book. Uh, the thousand true fans sort of theory is that like, imagine you have a thousand fans. If you're a musician, these are the people who they're going to drive eight hours to hear your set mm -hmm. and want to get your selfie. If, if you are a product creator, they're going to stand in line even before you reveal what the product is. They're going to buy it, right? Uh, that's what a super fan or a true fan is. And imagine if you have a thousand true fans, not millions and billions like we're all trying for, right? But just a thousand, that's it. That's one per day for less than three years. Imagine a thousand true fans paying you a hundred dollars a year for your art, your craft, your consulting, whatever it might be. That's less than $10 a month. I mean, many of us pay a hundred dollars a month for things that we don't even use, right? That's not much. That's a six figure business already, a thousand times a hundred. So you don't need a blockbuster hit. You don't need a million subscribers. You just need a thousand people who know that you can help them, that will be loyal to you. And it is a process, right? It doesn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. right? People aren't fans the moment they find you. They're fans mm -hmm. because of the moments that you create for them over time. And this book helps you through creating those moments for your audience. Wow, I'm so excited to dive in deeper. Okay, so now we understand the concept of what a super fan is. And I actually really agree with that because I think that it doesn't matter how many people, and I have a lot of people following me, what I really yeah. care about is the people who engage with me. Mm -hmm. Those are the people, like uh, my book signing, you know, um, August the 2nd, Barnes & Noble, LA, for anyone who's wondering where it is, you know, uh, you may have missed that one, there's another one coming up, but those people who show up, they're my super fans. They're the ones who want to learn, they want to commit, they want to go further. Mm -hmm. How does somebody out of a podcast invest, build in, put their courses into this podcast. You know what I mean? How do they monetize? So one of my favorite, and this is the beauty of a podcast, it's the storytelling aspect of it, okay. right? You can tell great stories or collect great stories on your show. So episode, I think it was 275 of the Smart Passive Income podcast. I remember the exact number. That's so it's good. weird how you do that, but you, you kind of do it sometimes. Like Tim Ferriss was on 51 and whatever. Anyway. Wow, and he's <laughs> been on twice on your show. Yeah. I know that. So... so in, episode, in that episode, I invited three of my students to come on. Mm -hmm. And I didn't invite them on to talk about how awesome my course was. You don't want to do that, right? Here are the questions that I posed to three of my beta students as I was launching my course. I said, well, why did you want to start a podcast? So now I got a sense of their why to really get deep into who they are and why they're doing this. And Love the that. audience listening now goes, oh, I, I, like, I can relate to that. Or I want to do that too. Then I asked, what are the biggest challenges? You've heard this question from me before. What are the big, what was the biggest challenge? Why didn't you create one before? And one of the uh, students, Dr. B, she's over 60 years old. She's so adorable. She was saying how she was just deathly afraid of anything techie. So she didn't think she could do a podcast. She mm -hmm. couldn't even use a mouse, she said on the show. And then of course, when I posed the question, well, what's happening now that you have a podcast? 
it's the best testimonial you could ever ask for without even asking for it. She basically said, Pat, because of you, I was able to make this happen. And now my episodes, which help people with ADHD are in 33 countries around the world. It's only been two months because of you. I have you to thank. And of course, everybody listening is now like, well, if Dr. B can do it and she's afraid of technology mm. like me, then I can do it too. This is so beautiful and so real and raw. Exactly, exactly. So what happens from there? So from there, then you want to take them onto a landing page, right? The struggle, and I'm glad we're talking about this, the struggle with podcasting is it's not like YouTube where there's a link that a person can click, right? They're on a walk, they're uh, in the car or something. So you need to have a easy to remember link to then drive people to where you want to go. That you verbally say or you stick in the show notes? You can stick it in the show notes for sure, but chances are they're going to not go there. So very simple. You can use a GoDaddy 99 cent forwarding domain. So it's not like visit my how to podcast uh, tutorial at smartpassiveincome.com slash dash this and that, that minus equals, you know, whatever. Versus howtostartapodcast.com, right? Or something like that. Or podcast cheat sheet or whatever it might be. So that's the big trick when it comes to getting the call to actions on your show. That was another absolute golden nugget right there. Again, we're going to put that in the show notes for you. This is so powerful. Getting yourself a domain and then using that as a forwarder mm-hmm. to go to where you really want to go, which has the dots and equals signs yeah, and exactly. the forward slash get the cheat sheet. You know, I love that. So then. So then it's about taking care of those students, right? And obviously there are many ways to sell things and we don't have enough time to go into that today, but typically people go into an email sequence perhaps, or they find you on a webinar that they register for so you can talk and interact with them in person. I like to bring people into communities now because sometimes it's not just about you talking to them and them talking to you, but amazing things happen when your people begin to talk to each other. Mm, right? I noticed that too. Yeah. It's so cool because even though they, they might not know each other, mm-hmm. you are the commonality mm-hmm. and your brand and authority goes up when you bring your people together. It's like at a, if you go to a baseball game and your team is down, but then your team hits the grand slam winning home run, you're high-fiving people who wear the same colored ball cap because you're all following the same team. Wow. Right. And you don't even know who they are and you're giving them hugs and high-fiving them and stuff. You can be the creator who creates and facilitates those interactions. So cre- you can create a community, bring your podcast listeners to start talking about your shows together. Love it. Right? And new discoveries, new friendships will happen. And guess what? More brand loyalty happens as a result of that. So powerful. I'm loving this so much. Okay, if I was watching, I'm going to just now put myself in the shoes of someone listening. And I'm going to ask a question that I think may come to your mind. So you're like... How do I grow it to be as big as you? Mm. Because we're, you know, we're both recognized for our trade, right? We, we are known enough that we're going to have views. You've been doing it for a lot longer, so maybe that would be your answer. But give me yours and I'll give you mine. So for the person who's asking, how do I get as big as you? How do I, how long does that take? How do I get there? It takes time. I'm not going to say you're going to become a a million subscriber podcast overnight, but it can happen for sure, especially when you nail who your audience is, Mm -hmm. right? If you have a podcast that tries to please everybody or wrap everybody into it, what ends up happening is it actually serves them 
just very surface level. It's when you get deep, just like you do on your show, that really those real connections can happen. But can I give your audience three ways to grow their show? Oh my gosh, we would love this. Okay. This is gold dust. So we're gonna go from- uh, Write this down, write this down. Get a pen and paper. If you're not driving, pause whatever you're <laughs> doing right now and write this down. Write it on your notes on your phone. I like doing that, it's the best way to Okay, the first things. one is very simple. It actually comes from the blogging world. I, you know, guest blogging was a thing. Mm -hmm. Guest podcasting, it's even better. Being a guest on another person's podcast is so, so powerful because even more powerful than promoting on social media. Because on social media, think about this, you have to interrupt the person, you have to then convince them to stop what they're doing, click a button to go listen to your podcast, and then listen to the podcast and then subscribe. There's a lot of friction there, right? Social media can work still, you should obviously do it, but these things are gonna be better. So being a guest on another person's show, you are not only bringing your voice to a completely different audience who may have not found you before, um, but you're getting endorsed by the host. Mm. Just like, I'm so grateful that you're endorsing me right now. And you know, I'm here and now as a result, I have authority because you brought me on the show. But imagine you being on another person's show. And not only that, everybody's podcast apps already open. So it's so easy to just go from the podcast they're listening to, to yours, right? So guest podcasting, try to do one per month, like at a minimum. And you're gonna see that your podcast will grow because those episodes that you are a guest on are also evergreen. So people will, they're like plant, you're like planting seeds, right? You're gonna plant the seeds here and there, here and there, and then all of a sudden you will have this big garden of growth. God, it's amazing. On that, before we go to point two, how does somebody get on a podcast? Start with people you know, mm -hmm. right? Many of your friends probably have podcasts and you can talk to them. Number two, if you know somebody who knows, who, who knows a podcast, go through a connection, an, in, an introduction. That's always the easiest way to just burn through the cold subscriber, cold email mm. sort of method that most people use. Number three is I would make sure to, if you have like a target podcast in mind, mm -hmm. don't reach out to them and start asking for things for yourself. Do what you can to provide value to them first, mm -hmm. right? So for example, I had a friend of mine, or, or we're friends now, but we weren't back then, but I saw that he was also going into YouTube and I had a lot of YouTube experience, but he was a podcaster. And I said, hey, I see that you're getting into YouTube. Can I get on a 30 minute call with you? Because I have been doing YouTube myself too. And I'll teach you everything just, just because I want to provide you value and make sure your YouTube growth is, is great. We connected, we bonded, and then he invited me on the show. Wow, right. that's beautiful. So provide value first. Provide value, I always say right. that. Okay, so good, let's go to two. Point number two. This one is a great one, and actually it's, it's creating an episode that is a little controversial, mm -hmm. right? I think if we take a stand on something, not, not, not like cause controversy just to cause controversy, but because there's real points to be discussed and things like that, people just gravitate toward a little bit of drama. I think we know that, right? Um, when like the Johnny Depp case was happening, like everybody was talking about Did that. you talk about it? I didn't talk about it because it didn't really relate to what I was talking yeah. about, but I know a person, her name is Emily Baker. Her channel grew from 200,000 subs to 600,000 subs You're in joking. a month. Because of that one thing? Because she provided a lot of value on top of that. She's a lawyer who was discussing oh, what was going on. Oh, interesting. And so, so she, she was, almost followed the case. Yeah, she was Very cool. Okay, really so cool. everyone has their thing. So controversial subjects. Controversial subjects. Um, in my world, it might be like, um, you know, you don't need an email list. If I say that people who are entrepreneurs are gonna be like, what is he I need to listen? Yeah. Like what's going on here. Right. So create some controversy is a really clickable title, you know, 
kind of thing. So that one, you know, may or may not fit your style because some people just don't want to do that. But the third is the most powerful. Some of my students are using just this to grow alone. So in your world, in your niche, in your market, there are groups everywhere, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, etc. And there are moderators of those groups who often work so hard and get no love. So imagine you go to your topic on Facebook, maybe it's fly fishing or something, and you find groups. When you go into these groups, you can actually see who the moderators and admins are without even joining the group. So you can go find those people, connect with them and say, hey, Joey, I see you have this fly fishing uh, Facebook group. I would love to ask you one question. What's your number one tip for somebody who's brand new to this? Can you record your answer here and I'll put it on my podcast for you? A, they're gonna say yes 100% of the time because they're getting free exposure. But B, they're also going to share that episode in their group because they are featured in it. So imagine an episode with 10 different tips from 10 different groups, all in one episode. Now you've given these people love, you've made them look like a hero in front of their audience. And instead of you going into a Facebook group and saying, hey everybody, check out my podcast, you're gonna get a spam, right, when you do that. Now it's the owner of the group saying, hey guys, you gotta check out this podcast from Pat. Who they already know. Have you done this? Oh yeah. This is so good. I've never had this tip in my life. This is the stuff on this show today has been so gold. I see why you're the number one in, in this exact arena. Like it makes full perfect sense because you're actually, you don't hold back. He doesn't hold back, does he? You don't, you give. Okay, so wait, carry on. Now I'm so deep in. Oh my gosh. I like, okay. I like marketing where everybody wins, right? In that case, everybody, everybody wins. The, the, the forum owner wins because they're getting love that they haven't gotten before. I win because I have some new tips on my podcast that I've never. And how do you do it? You're like, hey, this is Pat. So today I'm going to be talking about why I don't need, and, okay, let's do fly fishing. Why fly fishing, uh, how to get started. Yeah. So I've spoken to Timmy, who's from Salt Lake City, and he's yes. going to jump in about, Timmy, what do you think, Duke? And then, yep. you know, I'm going to go to pre-recorded too, so. So good. There's actually a tool called SpeakPipe. So good. So if you, if, like, if, if, if I'm like, hey, Natasha, what's your number one tip? Click on this link and record your, your, your tip from speakpipe.com. That way I don't even need to schedule a call and go through so that. So good. So it's so good. And then the, the really important thing, like phase two, first of all, for that episode, tip, then you come in. Then the second tip, then you come in. You give commentary on top of it. That You become the glue now in this industry in between each of these. So that that like is more authoritative, right? But then phase two is maybe, maybe tip number four from Natasha was the best one. I'm gonna reach back out and go, hey, can I invite you for a full episode? Can you come on and just like, let's jam for 45 minutes. The reason I don't start with that is because maybe Tim's just not good on the microphone, right? But I like your vibe, I like you, I wanna have you come back on. What are the chances that you're gonna share that full episode with your, with your crew? I mean, almost 100%. That's amazing. Yeah. And do you hear when they do share it? Oh yeah, I mean, you see in the numbers. That's incredible. Wow, blown away right now. This is just such gold dust. So that's one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. <sighs> We're all on the edge of our seat. This has been such an amazing episode. What's your superpower? My superpower is taking things that are complicated, breaking it down for people so it's almost automatic for them. Did you ever have a, a point in your life that was really troubling and difficult and you had a breakthrough and thought, something has to be different for me? Yeah, it was actually how I got started in business. I got laid off from a cushy architecture job. I went to school for architecture. It's what I thought I was gonna do for no the rest of my life. No way, now you architect. <sighs> I architected my 
podcast and life, and yeah, you know, I design you're things. You're a life architect. Wow, isn't that beautiful? You're good. You're good. She's good. <laughs> you're good too. This um, is so cool. Wow. But yeah, it was tough. I went through a depression because my whole life was school, grades, college, you know, degree, etc. And then it just got all taken away from me in '08. And actually, you had mentioned my favorite movie, Back to the Future. Yes. And this actually relates to that because when I was in deep depression, I watched Back to the Future like 50 times because it, it, it allowed me to escape and it also made me feel like I could build a time machine one day and go back and change my career and stuff. Wow. But then after the 152 minute or uh, after the, the one hour 52 minutes of, of the movie was over, I come back to reality and there was no time machine. And eventually I said, you know what? There is no time machine, but there is truth to the story. The fact that when Marty goes back in time and he messes with things and comes back, everything's different. Now I can't go back in time and change things, but my time is right now to determine if I want to go this way in the story or if I want to go this way in the story. I love that. So I decided that I wanted to go into something that I would have more control over, that I would go into business versus just back to bed basically. <laughs> I, my God, it's incredible. Okay, let's play quick fire. Okay. I wanna, I wanna understand. So I now know you've gone through this, this breakthrough, and now, just by the way, the reason why I went to that place just before we do this quick rapid fire, just to like acknowledge it, is to show Pat didn't come from what he thought he was gonna do. He didn't do a degree for this. He didn't go through the normal steps. And I just want to take a moment to say, like, mm -hmm. I get that. I, you know, I, I really took a U-turn. Mm -hmm. At 18, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I used the law of attraction and many other things in my life to change how my mind was set. Hence, I became a mindset coach. And, you know, I, I look at you and I just think this is fantastic. You've gone off and you educate the world in so many ways, but you didn't think you were going to architect your life like that. And now you are mm -hmm. a life architect. And it's beautiful. So I just want to give you that acknowledgement before we go to a rapid fire, which is super fun. Okay. So I'm going to say a word and you're going to see what comes to your mind, whatever it is. So it's also the deep breaths. Yeah, oh, spaghetti. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. The first thing comes is spaghetti. Okay. Okay. Everyone spaghetti. take a deep breath. Who's listening? And exhale. We love doing deep breaths. My breath was way too fast. I didn't know we were doing a long breath. My bad. Can I, can I do that again? Do it again. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Deep breath. Thank you. Beautiful. Just to come into the moment. I love it. Okay, here we go. We're going to start. I'm going to say a word. And I want to hear what you say. And I'm going to break a couple down. Okay. I'm going to go with it. Spaghetti. Italy. House. Car. Love. April. So, not the month, that's my life. Love this. So most people just do that and they don't explain what it means. <laughs> I break it down. This is so fun. Spaghetti. When you say spaghetti, that to you, you say Italy. So I'm now going to psychologically look at that and be like, okay, so Italy is a place you dream of, you love. Maybe you've spent time there. It's, there's a connection here. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I dream about it all the time. It's number one on my bucket list to visit. I have not, I have not visited it yet. I've studied the architecture there and I've never seen a building. Um, that's my architecture sort of background. Um, you nailed it. Wow, okay, here we go. So the next one, um, we said- House car. House car. So that to me would suggest that you feel a home needs a car transportation has a 
powerful thing for you because it drives your family around. It gets you from A to B. And when you think of a house, it has a car. Mm -hmm. That's just your imminent. That's true. Not all houses have cars. No. Right? Not, and, no. In London, I didn't drive for five years. Yeah, I went to school at Berkeley. There's, you, you don't have a car when you're in the yeah. Bay Area. So. But now to you, house does associate with it. It's the upgrade. And you know what's interesting about that? We take road trips all the time in our car. <laughs> See, I just yeah. Yeah, I broke it down. I said, it's family. It's for you. It's your going somewhere right a, a, a part of it as well if i may go mm. even further yeah, I'd love that. Um, and i'd love your analysis on it is when i walk into my home i every time look and mm -hmm. say wow i can't believe that i've been able to earn this wow. I, I look at it as not just a home but mm -hmm. is a reward for the hard work that i've done mm -hmm. and to continually encourage me to continue to do more hard work and the car same thing because i grew up a car guy without ever having a car you know what i mean like oh, nice. and, yeah. and now i like have I been able that. to to have that come to fruition in my life that's so powerful okay so the analogy of that is you are touching your roots every time you go in and you're reminding yourself of exactly. how lucky you are some people tim story came in the other day and said i play motown music every single morning he was literally sat here yesterday and he said i play motown every music and i said why and he said because it reminds me of when i had nothing mm. and i look at where i am now and i take myself back and that's exactly what you're doing you walk in and you're like look what i have created through architecture and uh, through architecturally designing other people's podcasts and lives and businesses and enabling them, I've enabled myself. And mm. That's so beautiful, the reward. And that's the same with the car. You're just reminding yourself gratitude. Yeah. You know, when we have gratitude for things, we're up leveling because people don't realize you don't try and attract things when you feel bad and sad. You give thanks in those moments. Mm -hmm. You give thanks and gratitude when you feel down. And then you attract things when you feel great. Mm -hmm. So you're just giving gratitude so you're always in a great place. And that's why you're attracting great things to you. Thank you. So it's beautiful. I'm grateful for you. <laughs> oh, I'm grateful for you. Okay, last one was love. And you said April. April, not the month. Although it is a good month. Um, <laughs> yeah. April is my wife. She's not born in April. That she is be. born in April, actually. That's why they named her April. That's it's a really weird story. Amazing. We're not even going to get into that That's right now. Just I would be named December. My so husband's that April as well. Oh, really? How funny. Wait, what are you? Uh, December. I'm January. You're not Capricorn. No, I'm So you missed it. Okay, so you're just near. Slytherin. That's very similar though. December and April and January and April. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, so when, when I say love, you think April. So love to you truly deeply resembles your deep, love for your wife that when you think of love you think of the adoration the connection the deep mm. intimate love between you and your wife she is the reason i'm here right now wow like she's watching the kids and she's like go have fun isn't and, that beautiful you know, crush your interview and um here we are That's so so and she, beautiful and 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 you know she's a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and she doesn't get likes or follows for that and then here I am like on the social media side of things and I have, you know, tens of thousands of followers, millions of downloads. And, Gosh, wow. You know, it's such a different dichotomy, yet she still supports me. Isn't that beautiful? And it's just amazing. I would, I would definitely not be here without 
her. That is so amazing. So you see behind every great man is a great woman. <laughs> we love it. Oh, Pat, having you today has been so magical. This was so powerful. Thank I you. feel so educated by what I've learned today. I actually am going to go and rewatch this just to take notes myself. It was so fascinating. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show as much as I did. Today was such a powerful, exciting episode. Share it with a friend, someone else that you know needs to start a podcast or has a podcast. And like, here's a few extra tips from some of the, some of the like number one podcast shows in the world Pat actually has. So let's do this. I'm, I'm so excited. I hope you've enjoyed it. And thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you again in a couple of days. Thank you.